Well, hey everybody, welcome to Christ Fellowship Online. My name is Omar, and I serve as the lead pastor here at Christ Fellowship. And if you're joining us today for the very first time, thank you so much for tuning in. It's actually a great time to join us because we're starting today a brand new series called Marriage on the Rocks. And we're gonna be looking at how to take our marriages that are on the rocks, that are unstable, that are weak, to being on the rock, who's Christ alone. And so thank you again for joining us. Uh, by the way, today I'm, uh, we are at the West Kendall campus. Uh, you may not know this, but we have a campus in the heart of West Kendall. And we also have a few folks from our church and so joining us. So thank you guys so much for taking the time. And uh, I hope you guys are ready to dive into God's Word, all right? So wherever you find yourself, uh, turn to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25, all right? You can just follow along as I read. Listen to what God's Word says. It says this. Everyone then who what? Who hears these words of mine. And what? And does them. So hears God's Word and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. That is God's word. You know, a while back I had shared with you all that I moved down south closer to the church and the house that we moved into had a fish tank. Now, when we moved in, we realized that the fish tank was actually kind of murky and I was really concerned that inside of it, there was gonna be bacteria. So I did a little research and I found out that the filter had a special feature that you can install a UV light. So I went online, I looked it up and I ordered it. Now, UV lights are important because not only does it kill bacteria, but it also clarifies the water. And so folks, needless to say, I was looking forward to getting this light. And the day came where I received this light. And family, listen, I, I gotta tell you, I was so excited about this. I was so hopeful about this light. And I could not wait to see how this whole thing was gonna pan out. So I put this on my kitchen counter and I opened it up. And folks, the first thing that was right on top of all the equipment was this thing called the instruction manual. Now, I started looking at it and seeing all these different steps. And I thought, man, there's a lot of steps to take. And me being that typical guy said, you know what? Forget about the instruction manual. Hey, listen, I got this. And so here's what I did. I closed it up and I chucked it away. I put it aside. And so I started installing this light on with my own wisdom. And I, went out and I went to the fish tank and I began. And listen, I was being as careful as I could. Listen, I was being just really gentle with the light. I was trying to line everything together. Listen, I was doing the best that I could. So I finished installing it. And here's the big moment, right? To turn on this light. So I went to the power source and I connected it. And I was expecting it to be a beautiful side and it to work like flawlessly, but not quite. Because the moment that I connected, listen, water started seeping into this casing. The light bulb, it started to flicker uncontrollably. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this thing is going to shatter inside of this fish tank. So I panicked and I went straight to the power source and I took it off 
And I went to it. And folks, this was really messed up. It was ruined to the point that I had to buy another light bulb. So when the new bulb came in, I humbled myself and I went back to the instruction manual. And family, the moment that I opened it, here's what I noticed. That the creator of this light had a specific set of instruction that they wanted me to follow. There was a specific process that they wanted me to go through. And family, even though some of the instructions seem a little counterintuitive, I said, you know what? I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to follow it. And I did exactly what it told me to do. And lo and behold, when I installed this light, listen, it turned out perfectly fine. It looked beautiful. The water began to start getting clear. And now those little goldfish in there are swimming. They are happy fish inside of this clean water. Now, family, let me just bring that whole story over to our time together. Because listen, what an image of so many marriages. And by that, I mean that just like when it came to the UV light, I, I tried installing it. I tried doing it, but not with the instruction manual. I ignored the instructions of the creator. And because of it, I struggled. Listen, just like that, so many people start off their marriages in a similar fashion. You know, on that day where they get married, listen, they are excited about the future, right? They're dreaming of their future home. They're dreaming of their future kids. They're dreaming of that car. They're dreaming of all those vacations. And here's what happens. Somewhere along the way, they ignore the instruction manual of that creator. And you know what they do? They just chuck, that, they just chuck it aside. And here's what they do. They, they start off their marriage not relying on the instruction of the creator of marriage, but relying on their own wisdom. And because of it, sooner or later, they begin to struggle. But folks, it's not until a couple goes back to the instruction manual of the creator and follows what he wants them to do, which is God's word, that not only does their marriage begin to function the way they thought it would, but it begins to flourish. And who knows, maybe you're out there right now and you're tracking with me because you think back on your wedding day and you remember how in love you were with your spouse, how excited you were, you were dreaming of the future and you even remember that on that day, the pastor even read from scripture, but you really haven't done things God's way. You really haven't followed the instructions of the creator and you have had some high highs in your life, in your marriage, but man, you've had some low lows. And right now, who knows, maybe you're out there right now and you're saying, that's where I'm at. Man, we're going through a difficult time in our marriage. So, so, so Omar, what exactly does God's word say about marriage? And what should I care? Honestly, because really I'm at my wit's end and I don't think there's anything that could solve this, these issues. We're going to find out from Matthew chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles again, turn to Matthew chapter 7. You can take out some notes to get ready for the teaching. And today I have, listen, three thoughts for you on how, on what does God say about marriage and why we should care. So write this down as point number one, wherever you're watching. 
It's because, listen, marriage storms are coming. Marriage storms are coming. Now, throughout this year, we have been going through the book of Colossians, but just to kick off this series, we're going to look at the book of Matthew for just this one week because I really believe it's going to help us get in the right frame of mind. And so listen to what the Lord says in Matthew chapter 7. It says this. It says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. The family, pause right there for just a moment because this passage, listen, you can apply it to your overall life, right? To your overall spiritual life, but you can also apply it to individual areas of your life. You can apply it to your parenting life, to your family life, to your career life, to any aspect of your life. But for today, for this series, we're gonna apply it to our marriage life. And here's the first thing that the Lord is warning us. And, and that is that there are storms that are gonna come. Notice, listen to what it says. It says, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And perhaps a reason that you have tuned in today is because you right now are going through a storm. You feel just like that passage. And the reality is that this pandemic that we have been going through has had a devastating effect on marriages, not only in our city, but in this world. In fact, if you start thinking about it, millions and millions of people have lost their job. We've seen almost 200,000 people in this country lose their lives. Many times in families, their grandparents have passed away. And then you have a lot of husbands and wives, fathers and mothers with, with a lot of uncertainty about the future. And so there's a lot of stress on the families of this nation. And just to get a numerical perspective of how much is impacted, listen to these statistics. I want to show you something really quick. 32% during this past season, 32%, there has been a 32% increase in searches with the word divorce on the internet. A 32% increase. When in 2019, there was, at this time, there was a 6% decrease. So notice, there's been technically a 38% increase. And then there's been a 27% increase in divorce lawyer referrals, when in 2019, there was an 11% decrease. Now, you may not know this, but listen, divorce was actually dropping in this nation. But this pandemic, listen, had almost a third of our marriages are now seeking options for divorce. And so the reality is, listen, these statistics show that we are facing some significant storms in our life. And here's some of them. Right, first of all, write this down as letter A. Listen, we are facing financial storms, financial storms. You know, we have all heard that really finances could have a way of really impacting a marriage. And many divorces are caused because of, of financial issues. But, but what we've seen is that couples hit directly with unemployment are much greater at risk of ending up in divorce. In fact, when the man, when the husband loses his job and becomes unemployed, there is a 33% increase 
chance that that marriage would end up in divorce. Just simply when the man with the husband loses his job. And so many people are going through financial storms. But another type of storm, write this down as letter B, they are relational storms. You know, during this past year, I think the quarantine has brought couples really close together. I think we all could understand that. And really all these underlying issues that they've had have really come to the surface. And so many, there's many marriages right now that are they're fighting, they're bitter against each other. There are odds, they're not seeing eye to eye. So there's many marriages that are just going through relational storms. And third, write this down as letter C. We're also facing health storms. You know, you probably already know this, but when there's a health issue in your marriage with a spouse, with a child, with a grandparent, listen, that brings stress upon the marriage, on the, on the family, especially when there's a death in the family. You know, last year, Ashley and I had experienced a, a really difficult year where we had six family members pass away. And I'm telling you, listen, when you're facing with all these death and all these illnesses, it has a way of putting strain on the marriage. It's just inevitable. It's a storm in our life. And here's the thing. When the storms of life come, and they're coming, right? Let's write this down as point number two. Marriages that are on the rocks, marriages that are unsteady, that are uncertain, that are weak, listen, they only hear God's word. They only hear God's word. In fact, let's go back to the passage. Listen to what it says. It says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Notice, they heard these words of mine and did not do them. And another way of reading this, just for the context of this series, let's, let's apply it to our marriage. And a marriage who hears these words of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish couple who built their house on the sand. Now, some of you are tuning in right now because your marriage is struggling. And there's something in you that, that says, let's go and see what God has to say about marriage. Maybe God could help us. Maybe, maybe the church, maybe there's something there that could really help our marriage get back on track. And listen, that's you. Listen, I want to encourage you. Listen, keep doing that. It is good that you're seeking God during this time in your life. But here's the big mistake that many people make. You guys ready to hear the big mistake? It is easy to listen to God's word, but never do what God is asking you to do. Listen, it is very easy to tune in right now to, to listen to what God's word has to say, but simply just not do them. And, and family, the reason that so many people make this mistake of listening but not doing is because of this. Write this down at small letter A. Is because they see it as optional advice. Optional advice. You know, I firmly believe that the main reason why so many marriages are struggling, it's not so much because of the individual actions of the couples. Listen, that's part of the problem, their actions. But to me, there's an underlying problem. And that is their mentality. See, 
they see God's word, marriages that are on the rocks, they see God's word not as truth that must be followed, but rather advice that should be considered. Now, let me, let me repeat that because there's a, 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 an important contrast here. The problem with so many marriages is that when they approach God's word, they see it as not as truth that must be obeyed, that must be followed, but rather advice to be considered. And so here's something important for us to think about. And listen, if you're single out there, this marriage series is just as much for you because it's healthy for you to process all of this. Listen carefully about, to this. Just because two Christians get married doesn't mean that they have a God-honoring marriage. In other words, just because two godly people decide to get married doesn't mean that that marriage is actually a godly marriage. And here's why. It's because they are maybe obeying God in their own individual lives, you know, in their own issues personally. But when it comes to God's word, they're not obeying God's word. They're not doing, they're not operating in a marriage the way that God intended them to be. So there's many people out there who are believers, who are in a marriage, but are not having a God-honoring marriage. They just see God's truth as optional and not something that they have to do. In fact, you know, I've been in so many marriage and, and, and marriage counseling sessions in my life. And the most glaring issue that I always notice is their view, their perspective on God's word and God's command for their marriage. See, they see it as optional and that's something that they have to do. You know, going back to my opening illustration, you know, when I started that process, this journey with the UV light, when I opened up that instruction manual, I saw it as an optional. So I tossed it aside and I relied on my own wisdom. And you know what? That's what many people do, right? Many marriages see the instruction manual, God's instruction manual for marriage as simply optional. And as a pastor, if I could just be very transparent with you all today, listen, this is something that is so frustrating. You know, I remember a while back, I was having a, a pastoral counseling session with a couple that was struggling. So we met up at Starbucks. That's where they wanted to meet. So we went there. We got a cup of coffee. We sat down. And family, for about a good hour, listen, they really let each other have it. I mean, you don't do this for me. You did that to me. You don't make me feel this way. I'm, I feel this way. And they just blew off steam for about an hour. And then afterwards, after they did their whole thing, I said, all right, all right, all right. Let's go to God's word and let's see what he says about what you're saying. So we went to different passages. We saw what God's word was, what he's saying. We, we saw all the different steps. We, folks, we got a paper down and we wrote step by step what to do. When this happens, here's what we're going to do. All these different things. And they were so grateful. In fact, we ended up with, a, we ended the marriage session with, a, with a, an amazing prayer. I blessed them and said, go and, and, and follow what God wants for your life. And they were super excited. So several weeks by went by and I didn't hear from them. 
So I said, you know what? Let me just text them and see how things are. Let's meet up again. I want to be updated on what's going on. So when we sat down together again, I'm thinking, I said to them, hey, listen, I haven't heard from you. So I'm assuming things are doing, um, going awesome, right? And they said, oh, pastor. Oh, things are actually not better. They're worse, much, much worse. And I said, how can that be? Didn't you follow the steps that we saw in God's word? Didn't you, uh, you know, follow the God, the instructions that God wants for your marriage? And they said to me, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have not, I'm sorry, Pastor. We have not been able to do that. We've been so busy with the schedules and all these things. We just haven't been able to do that. And I just sat there right now, right there, and I said, that's your problem. Your problem is that when it comes to God's word, you see it as something optional. That you can either do it, take it, or leave it. And family, that is what so many people do. They come to God's truth, they listen, but they see it as optional advice. And folks, the reason that so many people see it just as optional advice, write this down as letter B, is because they see God as a third party, as a third party. And here's what I mean by that. Marriages that are on the rocks, marriages that struggle, oftentimes see God as uh, outside their marriage, like a third party. See, many people have this mentality that a marriage is between two people. That is you and your spouse. And that you got to figure this whole thing out. And that God is out there watching from afar. And we're, he's there if we need him. If we get in trouble, if things go bad, then we, go, then we bring this outside party into our marriage. And so many times people view God as almost like a magical counselor or a magical referee to stop the fighting. But they forget Listen, that marriage is not a two-person relationship. Marriage is a three-person relationship because the creator of marriage is, needs to be the center of every marriage. Where he's a creator of marriage, he brought you together and he holds you together. You see, marriages are a three-person relationship with so many people. They see God as a third party that will go when we really need him. And family, here is the change. There needs to be a mentality change. And here's how you know if your mentality is changing. Write this down as big number three. Listen, a marriage on the rock who is Christ, a marriage that is firm, that is strong, listen, not only hears God's word, but also obeys God's word. In fact, let's go back to the passage. Listen to what it says. It says, everyone then, or every marriage, right, who hears these words of mine, and what? And does them, will be like a wise man, will be like a wise couple who built their house on the rock. Now, folks, notice that in this passage, there's a clear change of mentality. Because, and the mentality is not a, a moment where not only are you committed to hearing God's word, but doing God's word. And folks, for that to happen, write this down at small letter A. Listen, he must be, God must be the authority 
in your marriage. So here's what that means. When there is a decision to be made, you know, when there is, uh, you know, perhaps plans to be made, uh, a disagreement or maybe a fight, when there's something going on in your relationship that you're making decisions, the question is, how do you find the final answer? Who is in ultimate authority? Is it the spouse that makes the best argument? Is it the, the spouse that, makes, that screams the loudest? Is it the one that, that maybe poses the best possible scenario or possible wisdom? Or is it God? Because God ultimately has all the answers. He is the one who created all things, including your marriage. He knows best. So for example, let's get really practical here for just a moment. You know, when it comes to your marriage and you are in a, in a fight and disagreement and you know how it is, listen, it could be like a battlefield at home and he's screaming at you and you're screaming at him. And so, and, and you're going back at it and, 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 and you're trying to figure out how to kind of solve this, this fight and how to navigate this, this argument that you're having. Who's the ultimate decision maker here? How, how you're going to behave with it in, that, in, that, in the fight. Is it, is it who raises the, the, the voice the loudest? Uh, is it who, you know, if, if they take a jab at me, I'm going to respond with another jab. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit her where it hurts. Is it your feelings at that moment that, that guide you? Or is it God's word that says, let each one of you love his wife as himself and the wife that she respects her husband. You know, those instructions are especially when you are in an argument. You know, who, who's the final authority in the middle of that argument? Or when it comes to a decision about your kids, you know, who makes a decision? Does your kid make the decision for you? Does one of the spouse make the decision? Does the spouse that makes the best argument make the decision for the kids? So for example, when it comes to your weekend schedule as a family, as, as, as parents, who determines the schedule of your weekend? Is it your kid's sporting event? Is it a hobby of yours? Is it how nice a day is outside? Is it, is it, is it there's that party that we have to go through to? to? Or, or is it God's word that says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belong the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's sad to say that oftentimes parents are the number one reason why children don't come to church. Because when it comes to making a decision, the, the ultimate authority is not God, but rather is themselves or even the kids' desires. So oftentimes parents are the ones who keep children from coming to hear God's truth. Oh, for example, maybe perhaps to talk about your finances, maybe you're going through some financial struggles. Maybe perhaps there's financial uncertainty in the horizon. And so how, who determines how you're going to honor God with your finances? Is it a financial magazine or website? Is it which spouse uh, has a stronger opinion? Is it the one who uh, maybe makes, makes the best case? Or is it God's word when it says, honor the Lord with your wealth? and with the first fruits of all your produce, and then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. 
And so the question you got to pose yourself, and I want you to do this honestly, is who is the authority in your marriage? You know, a while back, I was having lunch with an old friend of mine before I got married. And uh, his name was Al. He was an older guy. And he said, hey, Omar, can I give you some advice as you seek someone to marry? And I was younger. So I'm like, of course, yeah, I'll get, get, I, I, I would love to hear your advice. And he said, Omar, if there's one thing that you're looking, that you should look for in a person to marry is a person who fears the Lord. I thought, why is that the most important advice you can give me? And he said this, because Omar, listen, because if you both fear the Lord, then he will always be the authority of your marriage and things will work out just the way they should. So listen, if you're single out there and we all have that list of the different things that we're looking for in a future spouse, you know, sometimes we have good looks, uh, personality, humor. Listen, sometimes we got to bring those things down to the things that we're looking for and put someone who fears the Lord. And, 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 and here's the best part about this whole thing. Not only does God give us his instruction manual, right? His, his truth for us to, 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 to have the marriage that he envisions for us, but he also gives us the model for marriage. In fact, write this down as letter B. He provides the model for your marriage. You know, and that model that he provides for us, listen, it is not a celebrity couple. It is not even a pastoral couple. But the model that he provides for you and for me in our marriage life is a relationship between Christ and the church. You see, marriage is almost a reflection of the type of relationship that Christ has with his church, which means that the woman should take cues from the church as to the church, how the church relates to Christ. And the husband takes cues from Christ as to how Christ relates to his church. And folks, in this series, next week, we're going to go back to the book of Colossians and we're going to be looking at how it is that a woman could follow the example of the, of the church and, the, and a husband loves and sacrifices for his wife just like he, Christ did for the church. And so we're going to be looking at how this works, what's the model of marriage. But if you feel like, man, I want to know even more. I want to go even deeper into this model because I want to really strengthen my marriage. Well, I want to encourage you, listen, we're starting this upcoming week, a brand new series called Love and Respect. And it is a terrific study. We're going to help you understand how not, how not to only have a healthy marriage, but the model of a marriage. You know, the, 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 the subtitle is The Love She Desires and the Respect That He Needs. And so listen, if you're feeling, I would love to dive deeper this is a perfect time to do it. It's going to be through Zoom, so you can log in midweek and be part of the study from the comfort of your own home. But if you're saying, I would love to join this study, I would encourage you to go to cfmiami.org slash groups, and there's going to be a little check mark that you can check off love and respect, and that someone will follow up with you and give you all of the information, all right? But let me end with this challenge for you. And here's something that I really want us to understand as we start this series. You cannot expect, listen carefully, for God to bless your marriage if you don't honor him in your marriage. See, you cannot expect God to bless your marriage, 
to heal your marriage, to restore your marriage, to strengthen your marriage, if you're not willing to honor him in your marriage and obey the commands and the instructions that he has for your marriage, which ultimately are for your good. And so I want to challenge you as we dive into this series, if you're watching with a couple, with your spouse, listen, make a commitment as you tune in week after week. Listen, not only just to hear what God has to say, but make a resolve, surrender your marriage to the Lord and say, listen, we're going to follow. We're finally going to do it God's way. And I guarantee you, listen, if you follow God's instruction manual for marriage, listen, he will rebuild your marriage. He will strengthen your marriage and you'll start seeing progress in that relationship, right? But maybe you're out there, you're thinking, Pastor, I not only need to surrender my marriage, I need to surrender my whole life. Because the reality is my marriage is not the only thing that's in trouble. My whole life is. And I realize that sometimes I'm listening that I need to start a relationship with God. So, Omar, how do I do that? Well, this is very simple. It's not by doing good works. It's not by tuning in right now. It's not by doing something, some sort of ritual. Listen, the Bible says that the way that you're able to be forgiven of your sins and start a relationship with Christ is by putting your faith and your trust in Him. See, when you come before Him and you put your trust in Him that He died for your sins at the cross, that He resurrected and that He has a plan for your life, the, the, the moment that you put your trust in Him, I'm telling you, listen, He forgives you all for, your, all, for all of your sins and you start a brand new relationship with a God who loves you. And so listen, if that's you out there, and before we even deal with marriage, I want to lead you through a prayer. Because what good is it that you start focusing on your marriage, but your personal relationship with God is not where it should be? So if that's you, I want to ask you to bow your heads wherever you're at and pray this quietly to yourself. And I'm simply going to just help you talk to your Heavenly Father for your very first time. Let me pray for you. Father, today I realize how much in need I am of you. When I read that verse, I realize that I've been building my life on the sand and it's crumbling all around me. So today, Lord, I come before you and I put my trust and my faith in you. And Lord, I ask you today to forgive me of my sins and give me everlasting life. And Lord, as I start this journey with you, Lord, not only help me to live a life that honors you, but Father, also help me to live a marriage, to be in a marriage that also honors you. And so, Father, thank you, Lord, today. And Father, thank you for saving me and for giving me a future. God, I love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining. If that was you, just go to our website, cfmiami.org slash connect, fill out that card, and that someone on our path will reach out to you and help you on your way, all right? So be back next week for the second week of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm telling you, you're going to love it, and God is going to work in your life, right? Love you all. God bless.